You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 17 of season three of Heart and Soul. I am joined in person today with Hannah Schultz. Am I saying your name right? Yeah. Okay, Schultz. Um, welcome. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, I'm so glad. So I met Hannah through, Macy Cole has been on our podcast like 100,000 times, so it, we call her our third co-host. But <laughs> Hannah works with her husband, Troy, who is one of Michael's best friends, and then Hannah coached Michael for the CrossFit Games this year. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, the CrossFit Open, not the Games. So yeah, yeah. He's not that good. <laughs> yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll get there one day, one day. Um, but she has a really um, deep and intense story with health and fitness and food. And so I only know the surface of it. So this will be really good for us to get to know each other and for y'all to get to hear someone else's perspective on body image. And, um, we all have different journeys, so it'll be cool to dive into someone new and for us to get to know each other. So thanks for coming. Um, we had so many technical difficulties, so I really hope (laughs) that this mic is working right now, but, um, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners who you are and what you do? Okay. Yeah, do you have, like, 20 hours to yeah, explain just, what I do? Yeah, well, just, this will, just preface this. This is going to be a three-hour episode. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. just kidding. That's, like, always a dreaded question, like, what do you do? Because I am a jack of many trades, as uh-huh. you can already tell. Yeah. So my name is Hannah Schultz, obviously. I moved to Wilmington, North Carolina, in August. So I came from Ohio. I lived in Ohio all my life. I was in the military, stationed in Ohio as well for six years. And when I got out in June is when I moved. So, oh. yeah, so coming from there. Um, so, was, you, what branch of the military were you in? Air Force. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like I knew that. That's really cool. No, I don't really talk about it too much. Okay. Um, so, like, my business was kind of just like a side thing until more recently. So, now I do, um, it was more focused on nutrition coaching, but we can get to why it's not as much. Um, but I did nutritional therapy, and now I'm more NLP. So, it's neuro linguistic programming. So, I do. Um, one-on-one sessions, I do group sessions, I do events, workshops kind of style, and it's a lot about like the mindset of mm. our health. I lived with a chronic illness for a while, so I definitely resonate with those kind of women more so. Um, and then obviously I do personal training in person, but my big focus in my business is definitely like the mindset, um, you know, being able to nourish, move, and connect with our bodies more intuitively. Okay, so it's called neuro-linguistic... Like- Programming. Programming. I've never heard that term, but that's really necessary. I mean, if you think about it, mind, body, soul, it should all be connected. Mm -hmm. So if you're physically moving from a negative space or a negative mindset, then Mm -hmm. it's probably going to drive a whole lot of different crazy obsessions. Well, okay. Do you know who Tony Robbins is? Yeah. He does NLP. He's a a master NLP. Okay. So whenever I say that, people are like, oh, like literally he sneaks in NLP techniques throughout his like speech, like when he's speaking, Uh people just don't realize it, but he's actually doing techniques. So do you have to go to school for that or is it like a certification? It was just a certification for me. Yeah. But like to be a master, obviously you progress more. So I'm just an NLP. I'm not a master NLP, but I do hypnosis, meditation, (sighs) EFT. Yeah. It's really fun. I love it. How long have you been in on this end of it? (laughs) On this end, I decided this fall to kind of change my path um, because when I went more full-time into the nutrition 
I realized there's a reason why certain things, why certain reason people aren't healing. Um, I also had a really pivotal moment in my own life that maybe we can talk about that I was just like, there's something deeper here Mm -hmm. that I need, but I also know if I need this, other people need it too. Yeah, for sure. Um, So yeah, it's been a recent shift. So it's been very interesting, like navigating, working with clients. Yeah, and starting that during a pandemic too. Yeah, which (laughs) of course, but it was really necessary for a lot of people. Well, surely during a pandemic when like Mm -hmm. uh, mental health is like, through the roof like people are realizing things about themselves with isolation that you probably can connect with with Mm -hmm. your business that's cool Mm -hmm. okay well let's go deep then so (laughs) um tell us how you got tell us about your your previous relationship with food and fitness and Mm -hmm. nutrition as a whole (laughs) and um then we'll get to kind of how you got to where you are today i am now okay uh let's see so i mean obviously it started when i was younger I went through like a lot of traumatic events growing up. So I never felt safe in my body. I never felt safe in my environment. So the food and movement kind of thing was my control. So in high school, um, I was a really depressed kid. I was in a bad crowd. I wasn't living with my parents at a time period because they couldn't even take care of me. Mm. So this left me to some destructive behavior. Um, thankfully, I hit rock bottom at as a teenager and realized like this isn't where I want my life to go I don't want to mirror um, what I've been through right so that's kind of why I joined the military uh, right after high school so during that period I was an athlete in high school I was track swimming and thankfully I had a really good coach that pulled me out of that darkness I Mm -hmm. would say towards the end so I became really passionate about moving my body yeah because it was an outlet for me Um, unfortunately nutrition wasn't really in my awareness like I thought eating less was being healthy well I think that's what a lot of us think mm-hmm. I mean yeah. that's what we're conditioned to believe growing up yeah so I was upping my fitness and lowering the amount of, like I'd eat a bag of carrots for dinner wow. <laughs> so I, I didn't know um but then I had a semester in college before I left for boot camp so I was able to kind of get the freshman experience and that's when I started bodybuilding. Um, I met a girl there, and she was like, hey, like I'm trying this workout routine. Like, Try it with me. And I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but we and fo- it's like intense, right? Yeah. Like- we followed uh, – what's her name? It was like Katie – she was like really known for like her like lower body workouts. Okay. Katie something. Was um, it Kayla? No. No. She's like an OG. Katie Hearn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> That's a throwback right yes. there. So we did one of her booty programs while we were doing the freshman, like, quarter. I loved it, fell in love with it. Um, I realized, like, I could do something to my body, and I didn't feel confident in my body to begin with. Mm. So being able to do something, like, change how it looked, I felt, like, really excited about it. And then nutrition, I thought I'd had a carbo load, so I would just eat, like, froyo and pasta at the dining hall, mm-hmm. you know, and then... Um, restrict a lot so we would save calories for drinking on the weekend right okay so yeah yeah, you know how it goes binge restrict yeah Yeah. and I just like didn't realize who I was becoming and then I left for boot camp and that was like a whole nother lifestyle for me and I thank God for it because it changed the directory I was going really it really did I was it like the discipline or discipline also it just kind of pulled me out of like being surrounded by more mature individuals who had a goal in mind, like I still didn't have direction in my life. Mm. I joined the military because I was so lost. Mm. Um, and like just being able to 
take a step back from that college and like where I was going with it with the drinking and not respecting myself or boundaries um it just was a really big blessing Mm. but the fitness and the nutrition kind of continued the same path I continued the bodybuilding and then I did macros because the same friend wanted to do a bikini competition when Mm. I got back um so that's when I really like started to have a really messed up relationship with like macros and calories because towards the end I wasn't losing weight I um had a very different body type than my friend right you know so I was trying to look like these like very very tiny bikini models coming from someone who's just naturally like strong like when I was a runner, my legs just got bigger. They didn't mine get do small. too. Yeah, yeah mine yeah. do too. Because I have an athletic build. Yeah. And I got into running because well, I was unhealthy and wanted to lose weight. And okay. and in my eating disorder, I got into running. Mm-hmm. I ended up falling in love with it. So I'm thankful for yeah. that little piece. <laughs> but I would get so confused why like yeah. I was getting my legs were getting bigger. Yeah. And I would get like stressed about it. Yeah. But it's just the, I'm built differently. Yeah. Exactly. Like bottom heavy is how I would say yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of hard, and towards the end, I started working with her coach because I was coming home. The competition was like in a month, so I'm like, all right, let's just do whatever I can do. And I remember eating like 800 or 900 calories a day, Dude. and thinking that was a lot. Yeah, yeah, and doing like two-hour workouts on top of cardio. Um, so I was just like this hangry little beast um, when I came home. So unfortunately, like when my family picked me up, they're like who is this girl, you know, because I went from kind of lost, confused to thinking I was like doing all the right things. And then on top of the military stress. So it was just a lot of different things coming at me. Very like polarizing things too. Like the most intense of all. It was just so much discipline in every area of my life. Yeah. Like I was a type A perfectionist. Um, and I think the military kind of influenced that a little bit more too. Like it was kind of triggering in some ways, uh, and then we did the bikini competition. I hated it. I'm pretty sure I like cried on stage. Mm. Like I just remember posing. I was like, I'm never doing this again. What never. about that? Like, like just being um, uncomfortable. Uh, it just of- yeah. It was like the thought of me like posing for someone and having them judge judge your body. Me. And then in the backstage is when it really clicked for me. Like hearing other conversations about girls so excited to have a rice cake, mm. and I'm like, this is not health. Like what, you know, I thought. Yeah, it's so sad. I I was, um, one time I was working out at my old gym. This was probably like six or seven years ago, right when I moved to Wilmington. Mm -hmm. And this um, girl was training for a a bikini competition. Mm -hmm. I didn't know her from Adam. I was the only one in the locker room though. And she, I heard a girl crying in the stall. Yeah. And I just was like, is everything okay? You know, like no one else is here. Is everything okay? And she comes out and she is in, like, trying on her outfit, like her um, yeah. bikini and heels. Yeah. And she is bawling because she had eaten too much peanut butter the night before. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's when I realized, and I was still, like, I had just started my healing journey from mm. restricting. And that's when I realized, like, this is, this goes so much even deeper for, like, so many different, different yeah. types of fitness. You yeah. know, like, it's not just, I want to be skinny. It's like, I want to look strong. Like even that can be unhealthy to an extent. So I was like, that was like a pivotal moment for me in realizing like how some women, well, a lot of women think and how we, (laughs) 
It's almost normal. What outlet we take. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was totally normal for her to cry over peanut butter for her. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a love peanut butter. Yeah. (laughs) Like, girl, what's wrong with that? I'm like, wait, that's wrong? Yeah. (laughs) No, but yeah, it's told, you're told it's too much or, Mm -hmm. yeah. So anyways, keep going. Sorry. That just like came to my head. That's good insight. Well, and it's very relatable, I think, for a lot of women to these conversations. And sometimes we think like, oh, they're upset about that, then I should feel Right. shameful about myself then you, too right you take it on yourself yeah because you think well last night i had this and this yeah. if you just had peanut butter and that's what so it's comparison too yeah you so compare in some to ways, unhealthy yeah yeah thankfully when i was hearing those conversations i realized like i i don't want to be a part of this mm-hmm. um so when that was done i was like i am never tracking a macro again um did i in the future yes but it's a totally different relationship and we can talk about that but um, I kind of went cold turkey with it. Obviously, I rebounded. Um, I blew up like a little balloon because I was eating all these foods again that I wasn't used to. And your body was in starvation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then another pivotal moment in my health, um, my appendix ruptured. But so... That's like a huge deal. So <laughs> this story, um, I was finishing up my training at my base now in Ohio. Okay. So I wasn't yet back at college. This was right after the competition. Um, I felt really uncomfortable in my body. And then I started having like these really bad shooting pains in my stomach. Uh-huh. It started getting really bloated. Um, kind of brushed it aside because I'm like, I'm fine. I got this. Um, and I went to go visit my friend at college that weekend. And she could kind of see that I was in pain. She's like, Hannah, you never are in pain. Like, well, let's go get this checked out. I'm like, no, I'm fine. And she like drags me to the emergency room. We're in there for a couple hours. They do some scans and like, oh, it's just an ovarian cyst. Like, you're fine. Go home. They give me a couple drugs to take. They sent you home. Yeah, they sent me home. So I went back to my base that following week um, while I was taking pain medications. And I came to the point where I wasn't even able to buckle my uniform because I looked like I was pregnant. Like, I was like, okay. You were like swelling in that area? Yeah, but like I didn't really have anything else going on. I was just like, I'm really uncomfortable. And I thought because of me rebounding that was why my body was doing this um so I go out throughout the whole week I'm waking up with like intense night sweats until the last day where I just like felt dizzy and I was drenched and it was like four in the morning I call did you live alone no I was so I was out training Uh, okay so I had to call my (laughs) sergeant he was four four in the morning I was like I can't come into work I driving home like home home to go to my hospital so I'm driving home. I wish they could see me. But How I'm far of a drive was that? Um, it was probably like two hours. Jeez. Yeah. So I call my sister on the way, like leave her a message. I'm like, meet me at this hospital. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I don't feel good. Um, oh. I didn't want to call my mom because she would freak out. Um, so we get there. A whole day goes by with me in that emergency room and they can't figure out what's wrong. Okay. And I'm getting progressively worse. My white blood cells are going up like crazy. Um, and then eventually the next day, a gynecologist comes in and he's like, did anyone ever consider appendicitis? And they're like, uh, and a gynecologist said yes. That. Yeah. So they like rushed me to the, um, surgery. They put this little tube through my butt cheek to drain on the other side. Oof. So my appendix did rupture. They have no idea how I survived a whole week with a ruptured appendix. It was ruptured for a week. For a week. Most people are throwing up and like dying. And die. Yeah. They die. So that's why I was like, this is such a blessing like my body actually formed a protective like sac around the fluid that typically kills you yes so, so I you're had, like a little walking miracle yeah well, kind of so I was in the hospital for a month 
while they had to drain it. And so that's when I became like, like it kind of reset me though, because Mm -hmm. after that whole rebound, I was laying in a hospital bed for a month and I was like, okay, after this, like I'm taking care of my body. Um, so that was another pivotal moment for me. Um, and I decided this is when like veganism was like a huge wave, the Mm -hmm. first wave I would say. Um, so I went vegan and I went into powerlifting. It was an interesting combination. (laughs) Um, but I did the two and I loved powerlifting because it focused on strength. Like it, I focused more on like those results rather than my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out I actually got better results that way. Because um, you're more athletically built? Is that why? More athletically built and also like... You were fueling yourself differently? Fueling myself differently. The workouts were, weren't like two hours long. Um, I was building muscle rather than just tearing down my body. Right. Um, however, I did become very, very like... Um, built if you will mm-hmm. <laughs> um and that w- went on for a while until I hurt myself in a powerlifting meet Ooh. and then yeah there's all these moments where I'm just like what am I doing so then I switched to half marathon training <laughs> I can relate to that yeah and that's when I went paleo because I was having some digestive issues um and I don't think I mentioned this but I didn't have my period for I think it was seven years at that point was that from extreme weight loss no 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 definitely wasn't weight loss I was never underweight that's Mm. the thing I was always trying to lose weight Mm. but I always from the outside I looked like normal if you will quote unquote yeah Um, but I was on the pill since I was 13 I had one cycle and then I went on the pill oh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that was a whole nother reason but um so your body like never really had a period correct and then I yeah and then I just didn't have them so my hormones were jacked up. My digestive system was, like, I always felt, like, bloated. Um, I had a severe anxiety. And then there was a couple other things that were coming up. And that's when I got into paleo because I'm like, okay, let me shift this because there's some reason why I'm not feeling good still. Um, and that's when my eating habits weren't so much about calories, but then it turned to, like, orthorexia. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I struggled with the most because I Well, you can kind of see that trend too Mm -hmm. because with each new exercise uh, adventure you took, you switched to a different uh, diet, way of eating. eating, Yes. (laughs) And that is a big thing with orthorexia is (laughs) so addicted to to health. Yeah. Being the best you can be. Yes. Being so particular. So Mm -hmm. you can kind of see like that unfolding now. Yeah. Yeah. So I did hindsight's 2020. Exactly. (laughs) I know. Like I did the half marathon. I loved it, but I was like very, very tiny because I was paleo, not eating a lot of carbs. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I got into CrossFit and like I was taking, I think 21 credits while doing clinicals and also still going on the weekends to the military. So I was, yeah. I, like, was so in my head thinking I wasn't doing enough. Wow. Um, and I think my body just, like, broke down. It was like, I cannot manage myself anymore. And that's when I first had my uh, panic attack started. Mm. Um, and I would just, like, I remember there were nights where I, I would call my aunt. I'm like, I don't know what's going on with me. And she's like, maybe you should slow down. I'm like, I don't know what you mean. Like, mm. I am you slowing down. Like, yeah, I was like, what I'm doing is fine. Like, and then they would be in your head like they're just saying that because like they can't do it or you know yeah so it was very interesting. how old were you at this point 20 i was so 18 nine probably 19 20 okay um so still really young still really young i know yeah. i always say like i'm an old soul because you were forced to grow up fast exactly yeah mm-hmm. like this started like when i was like 10 
you know, like just having to grow up. Mm. Um, and the military didn't help with that. So yeah, I think it was until I graduated college was when I finally realized like, oh, like my relationship with food isn't right because I was out of that environment. And sometimes I think when you switch environments, you're like, you pick up different habits mm-hmm. and you're around other people with maybe not the same tendencies as you and Mm -hmm. you're like oh maybe this is a little weird like maybe I should relax a little bit um but as soon as I graduated I got deployed so it's like there was never yeah there was never a break for me um my health was really really bad at that point I was exhausted all the time and then when I got deployed that's when my health hit rock bottom officially Mm -hmm. and where were you deployed at um overseas middle eastern yeah so you're like not anywhere close to home. No, your health is at no. its worst. It was during like all of the holidays. Oh <laughs> it was my so gosh! Bad. Um, but I promised myself when I came home I would get testing done finally, like with a holistic doctor and just get some answers. Cause me trying to like fumble my way, trying different protocols, different healing diets wasn't working for mm-hmm. me. So I wanted to see the answers. Um, so I got tested for SIBO, candida, parasites, Lyme. Um, toxic mold and it all came back positive every single one of them shut up Mm -hmm. every single every single one of them and I remember sitting at uh, this is when I was doing some like side nutrition coaching as well when I came home it was just like one thing after another Um, goodness gracious yeah and I remember sitting with my holistic doctor and she's telling me all these things and like the one test that I didn't want to see at all was the Lyme one because like that one is so hard to get out um, and I just remember her giving me all these results and I just felt so broken and I didn't have anyone there with me. I had to leave and rush to the chiropractic clinic where I was taking nutrition clients and I had to go help other people. Like I had no time to process things. Um, which affects your mental health, which is why you're having panic attacks. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like bottling and all these things. Hmm. And I, yeah, at that point I was like just burnt out from trying to do everything uh, I was with someone at that point, and he was really good for me. He kind of helped. He was like my caretaker, unfortunately. Like, that's where how our relationship progressed because this is when the pandemic happened. Actually, we're, like, fast-forwarding a lot now. Oh, we're back. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, no, like, this went through a while, like, me, the couple of months of, like, hitting rock bottom. Okay. When I got back from deployment. Um, and it was the couple months of getting, like, the tests and stuff, trying different protocols that weren't working and then my like really really big rock bottom moment was um it's so crazy because that things like feels like it was so long ago but like I didn't get the Lyme answer until last year yeah it's the pandemic like is only a year old yeah and it was it was that January so last January wow wow (laughs) yeah so yeah um so 15 months ago yeah that's not that long I know so like to say that this past year has been like so healing in so many ways like I don't realize how fast it happened yeah um but my options for this were like medications uh and then like a bunch of other restrictive things that I'm like I've done all those protocols before like sometimes people think I should keto harder I should do um low FODMAP harder like that's not getting to the root issue. Yeah, the restrictions are almost what started the issue exactly so we need to get some freedom yeah and they weren't like giving me much relief I didn't want to do medications um so it was a couple of months of me just like slowly declining um I had to quit my nutrition job I was coaching at a CrossFit gym and then 
COVID happened, so that was on lockdown. Mm. So, like, the universe was a, a kind of a blessing for me during that time, too, because it forced me to slow down. Yeah. I didn't have these things to, like, help, but then that's when I was in the dark of this illness, I think, because um, I just felt kind of lost. I didn't like who I was in the relationship. I felt like I was letting him down. Um and yeah, like I go from this type A perfectionist, like killing it in the gym, fittest I've ever been, to this person that just felt I couldn't even recognize my body. Mm. I gained 40 pounds, mm-hmm. what seemed like overnight. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what food to eat for my body. I was reacting to everything. And yeah, I just felt kind of depressed. Um, I did have my period back at that time, though. Okay. Yeah, I did get my period back. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think... I skipped over a little bit because it kind of transfers over, but I did get my period. Oh, I see where I missed. <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I was I'm like, back. There was a year after I got home from deployment, and then it circles back. Okay. okay. So I got my period back the first year before I got all those tests. Okay. And that was just from eating more food. Yeah. Simply put. Like, people ask me, like, how'd you get period? I'm like, well, are you eating enough? Yeah. Like, all these doctors never told me. Um, like, how much food are you eating? They never asked me that. They asked me, like, do you want to go back on the pill? That just, like, boils my blood. <laughs> Doesn't it? it yeah. Ugh, I hate She told that. me, well, you can always try IVF. I'm like, are you saying I'm infertile? Like, yeah. she's like, well, if you really want to have a period, you can go back on the pill. I'm like, that's... That's not, what caused it in the first no. place, isn't and, it? And now, like, looking back, if I were to see me, I would ask Hannah, like, are you eating enough? Because yeah. I was, at that point, when I went to go see that gynecologist, I was tiny. Yeah. And she knew how active I was. So it's unfortunate, and I hope, like, that educates some people. Like, you might think you're eating enough, but that's where, like, I think tracking here and there might be helpful to just see where you're at. Yeah, to make sure you're eating enough. enough. That not, was my big thing. Not restricting. Yeah. yeah like, it just came to a point, because I was restricting so many food groups, it was hard to, and I didn't feel good when I ate, so mm-hmm. it was just this nasty, but yeah, I got my period back, um, and we get to the, where I am now. <laughs> well, 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 first of all, wow, thanks for sharing all that. That was a lot. You Thank know, you for being patient. <laughs> well, no, you know what's crazy is like, how old are you now? 24. So you're young. Like, yeah, I just assume everyone's feel like my it. age. <laughs> yeah, you, have, you do have an old soul. I, but you've been through so much, and just like, like, this just happened for you. It did. It's it very fresh, like, but I feel like I've kind of been split open mm-hmm. is what it feels like. And usually it takes, like, hitting rock bottom before Yeah, and if you, you heard, to- like, it was many times. Yeah. It wasn't just once, unfortunately, so. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I wish it was just once, yeah. but it was over and over and over again. Yeah. Okay, so now um, walk us from when you, when the pandemic started, mm-hmm. you finally got some answers, but then you felt isolated walk us from there till, mm-hmm. till, till now because yeah. it's been like a I mean, in 15 months you've done yeah. so many pivoting so yeah. much pivoting so many pivoting yeah <laughs> so much pivoting um well thankfully with the gym shutting down I was able to kind of see my relationship with fitness too I was already to the point where I could barely do workouts anyways so this was like a really big blessing um so it was the slowing down it was a lot of breakdowns a lot of crying to my then boyfriend (laughs) and just like feeling it Mm -hmm. I was just like this is awful I don't like how I look I don't like where I'm at like I just threw myself that pity party Mm -hmm. I let myself have that grieving that I never never let myself have because you're always going to the next thing I was always going to the next thing um I've had a lot of 
family trauma that I never grieved either. So during this time period, it kind of just all like mixed together. And I was like, this is awful. Like Mm -hmm. I feel awful. I feel like I'm back to where I was when I was a teenager with this kind of like thoughts going in my head. Um, And that's when I decided like I was getting out of the military. I was kind of torn. I was going back and forth and I was like, I can't get deployed again. Like there's no way like my physical body is not going to let me do that. Um, so I got out in June. So then this kind of like flipped the chapter for me. I was like six years ago, like this is where I started my first, I feel like pivotal journey. Mm -hmm. So it was like this new slate for me. Yeah. And I was like, I can be or do whoever I want. Like I can have a new job. I can, this is when I hired a business coach and, um, working with her, like it just made me think of a lot of my mindset in general about like you know, what am I attracting and why am I doing this to myself? Um, so I kind of just like let myself try different foods and just let myself like not, sometimes we mentally psych ourselves into a meal, like thinking this is going to make me feel like crap. So I just introduced more fruits. I introduced more legumes. I introduced grains and I just let myself like have it. Like enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. I wouldn't even say enjoy it. I was just kind of like, neutral i was like it's not like i'm craving this but i'm also like i'm just gonna let my body yeah. like react let for it a week and see you know give it some time um and that helped a lot like my i just challenged my viewpoints on food a lot like why do i think this food is bad what voice is this coming from mm. you know um so i just started to question a lot of things in my life why i worked out the way i did why i ate the way i did why i had relationships that i did um so it was a really ugly, like, couple of months. Um, I ended up deciding to move. And then I broke up with, well, we mutually broke up. Um, we both moved, parted to different states. So that was really good for me, too, I think, because, like I said, he was my caretaker. So I was always, like, being looked at as, like, the sick person mm-hmm. in my family and also by, from, him. by him. So when... I kind of moved and also was done with this relationship. I had this clean slate again. Right. And I was like, I'm not going to look at myself anymore as the sick person. Cause that's how I was identifying myself for four years, five years mm-hmm. is something broken. Like there was something to fix. Um, and when I switched that, that's when I started doing things for myself that I'm like, just believing in myself again. Yeah. And my body started to respond a lot differently to foods, to working out again. Um, and it was different ways of working out and different ways of eating that I never thought I would do or get results from. And there's still a long way for me to go like physically, I feel like, but I'm at this point now where like my body feels safe. Mm. And that was the big thing. I wanted to get to a point where my body felt safe. That's um, huge. It is. And that sometimes is hard for women because it requires sometimes some safety weight, mm-hmm. um, which messes with people's like mindset like I'm doing all these things but I'm gaining weight but it's yeah. like your body sometimes needs to go a little higher to realize like it's okay mm-hmm. um and so when I did gain weight like back then that's when it kind of started this healing journey with my own body because I'm like I'm still the same person and I'm also able to do all these things now so right. it made me like um look for value outside of my physical body and there was just a lot of things. That's when I learned NLP, EFT, meditation. So that's all fresh. Yeah, it's all fresh. Like, these are things that I use. This is why I'm so passionate about it because, like, look at what, how I am now mm-hmm. um, compared to even 15 months ago. Right. Like, 
I went through so many different doctors, so many different self-help books, um, podcasts, and like diets, like all the things, trying to do it myself. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I found like these techniques that got to the subconscious level and looked at why I was dealing with all this. It's because of all this deep-rooted trauma, Yeah, you know? There's always a root. I mean, there's always a root that you have to pull out. I remember when I was um, starting counseling for my eating disorder, Mm -hmm. they asked, um, like, do you have any um, addicts in your family? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, yeah. And I, like, don't blame my dad at all because he was actually a very, like, he's been sober most of my life. So I I never, like, saw him as an addict. But, like, his whole family has an addictive personality. It's in our genes. Yeah. And (laughs) that was something I didn't even know. Like, that's a root I didn't even know I needed to pull. And instead of my outlet being alcohol Mm -hmm. or or something like that, it was food. Yeah. And so we all, like, have some sort of root. Yeah. And we usually pile so much on top of it that we don't even know how to get to it yeah. to realize like what is the per like or what caused this yeah like, what was the first pillar for mm-hmm. this exactly um and that's why that question that you asked yourself mm-hmm. when you said like um you started introducing fruits and um and beans and things yeah. like that <laughs> and you said that you would ask yourself well, why, why did I think this was bad? Is that what you said? Yeah. Like, why? Like, where is this voice coming where from? Where is this voice coming mm-hmm. from? That's something that if we just did that more, like, minute to minute. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> can you imagine yeah. how much less would be buried up and we could just, mm-hmm. like, pick it off, like, yeah. right when it's happening? Because, I mean, you, you think of, I'm, like, going off on a rant now. But, no. like, even if you go on, like, Pinterest or Instagram or any social media, really, mm-hmm. you see, like, all these negative I'm just going to food specifically, like all these negative connotations (laughs) around like a banana is bad for you. Why do I think that's bad for me? It's probably because I see it on like Mm -hmm. social media. So if the root is this account, then unfollow this account, you know, because bananas aren't bad for you. They actually provide you a lot of vitamins and and nutrients (laughs) that your body needs. Mm -hmm. And then things like that I just read the other day and you kind of mentioned is this safety weight is sometimes your... I mean, safety is the perfect word. It's your protection. Yeah. I mean, essentially, we try to compare our bodies to someone on social media or in the media who doesn't have the same body type as us. Yeah. And so um, we think that our um, healthy weight or Mm -hmm. a healthy weight is that person's weight. Yeah. But it's different. I mean, it shouldn't be the same. Exactly. So when I did the same thing within a year or two years really, I gained 40 pounds Okay, and I was freaking yeah. out Yeah, because 40 pounds is yeah. significant. Uh, especially we're like short. We're very we're, little Yeah, people. we're little people. <laughs> yeah. And so, so that just shocked me because I kept focusing on the number instead yeah. of focusing on like actually, which now I feel like I've gotten to a better place, but mm-hmm. instead of focusing on actually my body type is more athletic. I've mm-hmm. always been built that way let's look at my family the way that they look let's I mean I'm not supposed to look 40 pounds less that's not my natural build Mm -hmm. and so maybe your body by putting on that safety weight is trying to tell you something like this is where you well that's when people start to listen yes you know this is where you actually should be this is good for you yeah your body yeah well and I always like um because I have had women reach out to me too because like obviously they've noticed um but they reach out more so for themselves. They're like, this is happening to me too. And I'm like, 
it's not like it's gonna have to be like that forever mm-hmm. but you're not gonna get the results by doing the same thing yeah over and over again like yeah. the, your body's talking to you like i think all these chronic illnesses that came up for me was because i wasn't listening mm-hmm. so your body is we're always trying to fight against our body right and like if you can look at your body as like it's a human being mm-hmm. like would you talk to it's an organism it's an organism is doing everything it can to keep you alive so by trying to shame it every day every time you look in the mirror and like say something awful to it like you absorb that mm. and so it just manifests and of course i got to that point where i was like completely broken because i didn't say good things about myself i said you're not good enough all the mm. time and so the safety weight kind of came on because it's like okay you're not gonna listen so we're gonna slow you down yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it, that's so true like if mm-hmm. if you think about how you look at other this has been something i've been really like festering on mm. in a good way is <laughs> Like, you know, you hear love your neighbor like you love yourself. Okay. I talked about this in the episode last week too because Ooh. I'm so passionate about it. Well, <laughs> if you don't love yourself, then how are you going to love people yeah. well? Uh, or yes. <laughs> when you love people, like, okay, so I just think about my friends or just people in my life. Mm-hmm. I never think, hmm, I really love you because you look this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I oh don't think gosh. that about anyone. Yeah. I, I don't think that about like Michael I don't think that it's like I (laughs) just like you're very caring you're generous you're kind you're hilarious like those are things that qualities that we like in someone and when we admire those and when we bring those out of people then they end up becoming their best versions of themselves Mm -hmm. well instead we look at ourselves in the mirror which is a organism (laughs) yeah that has feelings yeah and we say you're not enough you're not worthy you have gained weight you look bad in these jeans I mean everything you're not really that funny yeah (laughs) yeah or even earlier I was like you're technologically challenged like we say all these negative things to us and our body picks up on that stress yeah and then we expect I don't know it's just so weird that we put all this pressure on ourselves that nobody else puts on us yeah exactly like you know like our friends don't love us because Right. We gained or lost 40 pounds. Correct. And that was my biggest fear. So when that fear happened, I was kind of forced into this new reality of like, oh. So it was a blessing in some way because I'm like, wait, people still love me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. People still want help from me like as a coach. Like I felt very much an imposter being a nutrition coach while going through all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of healing, shattering at the same time. Also, I don't do nutrition as much too. It's because I found myself saying things that I didn't believe in anymore. I'm like, right. again, where is this voice coming from? Don't eat grains. I'm like, well, is that going to help everyone? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. And so I kind of had to challenge a lot of like what I taught clients in the past. And I always think like as a business owner, you're always educating yourself, always getting better. And then it would be a bad thing if your beliefs didn't change. Like, right, yeah. you know, like you're always, you should evolve. You sh- exactly. Always evolving. Um, but that's why I decided like more of the NLP stuff. Cause I'm like, this is what I'm mostly passionate about. I love nutrition still. I think it's a huge component in your mental health too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think at this point, there's enough diet advice out there. People need to stop obsessing about the food and actually, you know, how do they feel when they're eating it? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing instead. Yeah. So mm-hmm. would you call that intuitive eating? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We've had um, an intuitive eating coach on here Ooh. before and she – she just like kind of blew our minds, oh, which cool. Chelsea and I both practice 
intuitive eating. Yeah. We just didn't know. That's what you were doing? We didn't know. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's like we knew we were doing it, yeah. but we didn't know the definition of yeah. it. And it's just so much deeper than just eat what feel, because eat whatever. Because you hear like... Mm. You yeah, almost, it's a whole tangent. It's a whole tangent. <laughs> yeah. Like you almost think intuitive eating is like anti-health. Yes. Because of the uh-huh. way it's anti-diet. But it's not anti-health. It's, it is anti-diet. Yeah. But it diets, like fad diets. I mean, everything you eat is your diet. Yeah. But it's not anti-health. It's, I always say it's, it's intuitive more, nourishment. Yes. Yeah. I love the word nourishment. Yeah. That's my like main focus. And uh, I did struggle with that like at first when I was like, well, screw this, you know, like all, and then I remember like, oh no, you're still dealing with a chronic illness here, mm-hmm. Hannah. Like I couldn't have gluten still like that gave me major flare ups. Same thing with dairy. Like it's here and there. Um, but I had to challenge that. So mm-hmm. I let myself try them again. Cause I'm like, is this just in my head that I react to it? Um, and that's when I really came up with like the intuitive nourishment. Cause I'm like, I'm not just. Like, I shouldn't feel bad if I have to still eliminate a few things because that's right. what makes me feel good. Well, that's what's best for your body. Best right. for your body. Same thing with the mounts. Um, that's where I practice a little bit of tracking again to see where I was at because I wanted to make sure that my body knew what it needed mm-hmm. after years of not listening to it. Exactly. Yeah. So sometimes you kind of have to use it um, to help you, like, get more protein in. I feel like that's a big one for a lot of women, like, we just naturally undereat on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can like build awareness around your relationship with that, I think it's a good tool. Yeah. Some people never again, never again. It's yeah. a big trigger for some people. For me, like I was so, it's been so long since I used it that I was like, I'm good. Like, yeah, and that know. goes back into like knowing yourself, which mm-hmm. is the whole mindset thing. Like yeah. knowing what your triggers are. Yeah. If if like for me, I can't walk food. Yeah. And because I I did it so obsessively for okay. so long, but I understand you doing it. Yeah. It, but yeah. you just have to know like what's best for me. That's compassion. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's best for someone else because mm-hmm. my story isn't their story and vice versa. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really good point too. Is mm-hmm. like this whole listening to your body sounds so like woo woo, <laughs> but if we actually do just like pause our body will tell us things like yeah if you're cramping differently if you're yeah. i mean it physically gives you a lot of cues yeah if it your does. stomach's growling you should probably eat yeah you know yeah. like you're hungry mm-hmm. um so it sounds really woo woo when you see it on like, like and it sounds so simple yeah but like, yeah not. it sounds so simple but it's hard yeah it you have to put in the work it's years and years of programming even since we were kids i'm sure we've had programs and this is where nlp comes into it looks at like what were the stories I was told when I was a kid? Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I know, like, my parents were divorced, and my dad was, like, this very, like, not restricted, but, like, we could only eat at certain times and only certain amounts. I went over to my mom's, and it was, like, a free-for-all. Uh, so growing up as a kid, I was, I was very confused, so there was always, like, this scarcity mindset for me, um, and I saw that play out in these diets, too, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so it's, if you're someone struggling with, like, this, it's important to not just look at the past couple of years, but also, like, what was how did your parents eat mm-hmm. how did they talk about their bodies yeah um wh- what did they put on you like I know for me I became that perfectionist because I wanted to be noticed by them yeah so like it goes so much far deeper than the food on our plate like yeah. so deep so deep mm-hmm. there's so there's so much below yeah it. yeah and I think also like generationally I think one reason mm-hmm. that our generation is um like getting to this place of intuitive 
I, f- I do feel a wave of change coming. Yes. And that's really I love encouraging. It. Yeah. I love it. I've, and I feel like the reason we've gotten there is because uh, the way that our generation grew up was mm-hmm. amongst the era of Atkins diet, Weight yeah. Watchers, like all these fad diets. And mm-hmm. we've tried them all. Yeah. And we're realizing how much pain it brought to not only us physically, but mentally and emotionally, spiritually well, and everything. Well, illness is so high now. Yes. Like, and... Exactly. It's from these people that are eat, trying to eat healthier. So yes. like, okay, clearly... <laughs> Yeah, there's right here. Yeah, yeah. Connected. (laughs) So, uh, and that's that's also really encouraging too that our generation is Mm -hmm. at least coming to or starting to come to a realization that, like, not every body is the same. Yeah. Body. Yes. Like B O D Y. (laughs) Yes. Literal body. All caps. (laughs) Yeah. I actually read this caption, and she. This is the guest who came on to our podcast to talk about intuitive eating. Cool. Um. And I read it to the Soul Girls today, actually. So it's really Aww. timely. Um, but Victoria Myers, if you haven't listened to her episode, she was like one, the second episode of this season. She's awesome, and you should follow her okay. if you don't. Okay. But um, it's talking about her – she has a daughter, and she was talking about a mother and daughter she saw at the gym. So mm-hmm. that's – this is not my story if you're just starting the podcast. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, this is someone else's caption. But she said, I was working out at the YMCA when I saw this adorable mother and daughter together. At first I smiled, thinking of how one day Maddie and I will come here together too. And then I watched the mom stand on the scale. Her daughter watching her in awe, as they always do when they're watching and observing their moms. The mom seemed happy about what she saw on the scale, giving her daughter a high five as she jumped off. And as soon as her mom jumped off the scale, the little girl jumped on and weighed herself too. It broke my heart, because what does this mean the little girl is learning about bodies? That success equals seeing a number on a scale? If happiness is seeing a number you like, then what does it mean when you don't like what you see? It may seem innocent, but I encourage you to really sit and think about it. Do we want our daughters growing up believing that victory is controlling our bodies? That being smaller is always better? I'm hopeful that I can teach Maddie that I love taking care of myself because my body is deserving and worthy of that. That for me, oh, that for me, it's not about the number on the scale, but instead how I feel in my body. That's just something a number on the scale cannot provide, which I thought was, like, really yeah. good. Like, she's not bashing taking care of yourself. No. That's such a good reminder. It's just a reminder that we put so much um, – what's the word? So much – Pressure? Pressure on – Expectation. Expectation on a number <laughs> yeah. that is – doesn't it, – it does not define our worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that – I mean, and also we compare our number – to oh my gosh, someone yeah. else's number yeah. and think, well, I'm eating all the same things. And I, yeah. I have a different number, you know, or I'm doing all the same stuff. Like even in pregnancy, I've struggled with that. It's oh, like, yeah. well, I'm, I'm gaining weight because yeah. my body should be. Yeah. I'm building a human. Yeah. <laughs> but then you see like, even it's so funny, influencing influencers on social media. Like yeah. there's even comparison within that's so pregnancy much <laughs> you know like yeah. oh well when she posted the other day she's due the same week i am and she said she's only gained oh my x amount of weight and i've gained this amount there's of weight. so many factors and you're just like <laughs> wow. and then you go back into that that space and anyways wow. all that to say yeah. is what you're doing to take care of the body that you're in and nurturing it and mm-hmm. and realizing it's worth because every body is mm-hmm. so different is so much more nourishing mm-hmm. than trying to 
hit a certain number on a scale yeah. or eat you're a certain amount of calories. You're just shaming your body. Like, again, going or, back yeah. to how are you talking to your body? Yeah. yeah. Shameless <laughs> living, y'all. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I, I love... I love your story, not because of all the crap that you've been through, oh. but because of where it got you to today, because yeah. you are super um, encouraging on social media, and mm. um, you have a YouTube channel. I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's newer. Our, yeah, it is newer, but <laughs> yeah. you've been promoting it, like, really yeah. well. I'm, I'm trying to stick to a schedule here, so You're weekly. doing a good job. <laughs> I've picked up on it. Oh. So tell our listeners, like, where they can find you, and then we'll get into, um, and maybe what you can offer them if they're... Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if they're, uh, what's virtual? the word? Virtual. Yeah. Thank you. I like pregnancy brain is oh real. I can't like think of words. Um, and then and then we'll I'll ask you the four questions that we ask every guest. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So we'll end with that. Yeah. So my YouTube channel, you just search Hannah Schultz, H A N N A, no H at the end. Yeah, that tripped that tripped me up. Yeah, and then Schultz S H U L T Z. Um, do you put links down below? Yeah, I'll oh, put links. Oh, perfect. I'll put it all in there. Yeah, and then my Instagram, it's hannahschultz.twc, um, and then we have a True Wellness Collective account. So that's where I'm going to be posting a lot about events, workshops. This is where a lot of people virtually right now can participate in this community. Uh, really quickly about True Wellness Collective, it's a wellness community made for everybody. That's the tagline there too. Um, nourish, move, connect. So the events are around nourishing your body, moving with your body, and then connecting as a community and also these different techniques that I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, so my goal is monthly events, workshops, but there is exciting uh, subscription plan coming soon. Oh, yay! Yeah, so definitely follow because um, there's going to be like little clues and stuff to what it is. Um, but the YouTube, it's a lot of mindset videos right now. I do want to do some like day in the life, just typical things. Mm-hmm. And then I take one-on-one sessions right now with clients um, and those are more NLP focused, EFT meditation. I do um, kind of just whatever they are needing in that moment. We can talk a little bit about nutrition uh, because I have worked with some chronic illness mm-hmm. uh, clients, so it's important that they feel good in their physical body too. Right. But yeah, they're just one-on-one sessions. Super easy to connect. You just DM me on Instagram or um, my website. You can just sign up for the sessions there too. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely link all that in the bio. Cool. So True Wellness Collective mm-hmm. is what it's called. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, last four questions yes. that we ask every guest. I didn't tell you ahead of time. Um, <laughs> what is something that you're currently obsessed with right now? Oh, no. It could be like a TV show. It could be a book, a food, a workout move, whatever. Yeah. Something that you're – a restaurant. <laughs> I love this. Um, so it's my guitar. So yeah. So I've been playing my guitar. I put it off for six years, and I just started in January. So, yeah, I love so it. So are you relearning? Or no, I've never it learned come? it. Okay. I, I've had it for six years, and there was so much resistance. And now it's like the gates have opened. I love it. Yeah. So you're learning how to play. Yeah. Just been teaching myself. I've been writing songs and stuff. It's been really healing. Yeah. That's so cool. I love it. So yeah. you're writing, like, songs. And yeah. Wow. So you like to sing. Uh, <laughs> I like to. Do people like to hear it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is such a side note. But... <laughs> Um, one of my friends brought a girl, uh, brought a friend to a workout class yeah. at Seoul. <laughs> and I like, am such an idiot when I'm coaching group classes. Like I'll just sing, like belt out the songs oh, or do some dances. 
And I never, like, say, like, I'm just kidding. Oh. Like, this isn't, I, like, I don't want. So, anyways, the girl um, is leaving, and she, like, looks at her friend, and she's like, who's my friend? So, she obviously oh. tells me. It's so funny right now. It's, like, really fresh. And she was like, does Catherine think that she can actually sing? <gasps> ouch. Ouch. Oh, my gosh. Like, she just meant, because, like, I'll, like. Exaggerate things. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. Shakira will be playing, and oh, I'll be no. like, oh, blah, 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 you know, and, like. Anyways, it was yeah. so funny to me because I'm like, no, like she doesn't get my personality yet. Yeah. She's brand new. Yeah. So, I don't know. Does she think she can actually sing? That's funny. That's a, I mean, I post like me like singing some of these things, but like I'm not taking myself serious. Like I do not care what anyone. Like, yeah. No, it's that's just probably, like, for fun. That's more fun. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Less pressure. Less pressure. Yes. All right. Our second question is, what is something you're looking forward to in 2021? Ooh. Honestly, like where my business is going. Mm-hmm. That's been my big focus because I'm so passionate about it. Like, I just see the vision and it's like finally happening for me. So I think the events, possible retreats in 2021, depending on where things play out. But yeah, yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. That's really cool. (laughs) Okay. Next question is what is something you love about yourself? Uh, So I've been doing a lot of work about that. And uh, I love that I can make people feel at ease. Like, that's what I love about myself. Um, like, the compassion that I have had for people now I have for myself. Like, I just love that I have, um, I guess, that warmth, mm-hmm. I would say. So, it wasn't... There's physical things now that I love, but, like, personality-wise, I like that. Yeah. That's yeah. so true of you, too. Like, you're very um, gentle. Yeah. Like, yeah, as you're, even ironic, as you're talking. Because I'm very masculine in some ways, but... I mean, ask Finko when I was training him. Yeah. <laughs> I was not gentle, but... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that you trained him. Um, okay. Last question that we ask every guest is if you could leave our listeners, which is predominantly women and yeah. maybe Michael sometimes, but if you could leave our listeners with one little piece of truth, just like one thing to rest on before you sign off, what would it be? Oh, okay. This is something I actually recently thought about. Um, every time you look for something wrong, you're going to find something wrong. And every time you look for something right, you're going to find something right. So mm, look for something right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't had that one. I love that one. Um, okay. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining <laughs> and, um, listeners, we will put all of her links in the show notes, <laughs> all, so the that, links. all the links, all the things. <laughs> so you can follow her, watch her, um, and attend her virtual events. And we will talk to y'all next week. Cool. Bye. Bye. Bye.